0: Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe, huh? Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe, what? Yeah, you're kicking it with Tobe, the latest podcast, you know, yeah. What's good, wonderful people of the world? My name is Tobe, you are kicking it with me, ha <laughs> ha. This is the second episode of the PGIP series, and today I have a very special guest, Carly Curtis. She's currently a postgraduate intern With the NCAA and I'm gonna let her introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about herself.
1: Hey Toby, (laughs) thanks for having me. (laughs) It's an honor. Um, My name is Carly as Toby introduced me. I am with the Academic and Membership Affairs Department as a postgraduate intern. I am from Colorado. I grew up in Pueblo, Colorado and I went to the University of Colorado Boulder where I majored in economics on a pre-law track. I was not a student athlete but um, I graduated from Boulder in three years and then went to Creighton University School of Law in Omaha Nebraska and um, I received my Juris Doctor and Sports Law Certificate just this past May in 2022. And then I also worked at the Creighton's Athletic Compliance Department for a couple years while I was at Creighton. And then also the PAC-12's General Counsel's Office this past summer. But now I'm here at the NCAA and happy to be on the podcast with Toby. Um, and then, just a fun fact about me: I actually grew up on a ranch in Colorado, and my family—they're eh, big ranchers, and they raise cattle and do a grass-fed beef operation. So I help them with that when I go home. But now I'm living the life up in Indy.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! That's a lot of fun stuff. You know, I always tell people I want to get my JD, but I don't know how you were able to study and do all that fun stuff. um But um, congratulations. I know that you just passed the bar not too long ago. Um That's a big accomplishment uh, for your career and for you, honestly. So I just want to say congratulations. Just going a little deeper. You know, I love to do an icebreaker before we do the podcast. So, you know, a thinking like toe for today is what are ways that you keep a great work-life balance? I'm going to give you about 20 to 30 seconds Um, to just really gather your thoughts and um, give me your best answer. And also, you know, guys, I always say thinking like told does not last within this podcast. These are things that you should be thinking about on a daily basis, things that really help you grow and basically give yourself a better uh, stepping stone to your career. So you know, I always like to do a Jeopardy, so let's get the Jeopardy theme song going. Ha <laughs> ha Well I wasn't twenty or thirty seconds, but you know, Sony's so much Jeopardy that you can sing at one time. But Carly, what would you say are ways that you keep a great work life balance?
1: Yeah, I think you should keep the Jeopardy! sound going. (laughs) Um, No, I could probably answer. Um, So I think the most important thing going into a career is having your personal statement, not just like a personal statement that you would traditionally think of going into a job, like having your actual personal statement of what's important to you. That includes your values and your morals and what you like doing in your spare time, just generally what's important to you. And for me, that's family um, and my faith. So going into work, that's something you also have to take account of. So I think that is how I stay focused on my work-life balance is making sure that I incorporate those values into my everyday and I prioritize those because that's what is important in life. But, you know, making that, keeping that obvious balance where you're still able to do a good job and do your best and put all your effort in while maintaining your values and beliefs, I think. That's how I am able to maintain it is just prioritizing. So. That's,
0: that's, that's, that's a great response. Honestly, that's a really great response. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I have a hard time prioritizing what's important to me and what's not um always let work take that president step or that president finger in my life so um, that's great that you know what exactly means the most to you what's important to you you know um just knowing you for a couple months I can definitely say that you definitely prioritize when it comes to work-life balance um and that's awesome to see honestly just going into the first question um I just want to know a little bit more into why you wanted to study um, law and get that JD, because that's not an easy step. Um, <laughs> getting a bachelor's is as hard as it is, um, especially getting a master's. So getting a JD is something that really takes time, effort, and dedication. So what what led you to take that step in your life?
1: Yeah, so... I knew that I wanted to go into law starting when I was like in elementary school actually because it was well First I wanted to become a professional singer (laughs) (laughs) Um, That has not worked out But I mean my backup was going to law school and I guess I didn't really know what that means when I was or like in when I was young so I went to the University of Colorado Boulder knowing I wanted to be on a pre-law track, but not knowing exactly what that entailed. So I started classes. I was an econ major because I looked up the top majors to do the best on the LSAT, which is the test you take to get into law school, and econ majors were did the second best right after physics majors, and I did not want to be a physics major, and so I did econ, and that was also really tough. I actually started my undergrad the summer after I graduated high school, which actually allowed me to graduate CU in three years, um, and it was kind of a blessing in disguise because if I were to stay on the traditional track of being in my undergrad for four years, then I would have graduated with a class that didn't get to walk at the graduation ceremony due to COVID, and so... It was kind of cool to be able to graduate in 2019. It was bittersweet because my friends stayed at CU for a year after that and enjoyed their senior year. But I went straight to law school, and it was a grind for sure. I would really advise anyone who's looking to go to law school to really do some digging and some research to consider that option because it is really tough and if that's something you've always wanted to do and a goal of yours then for sure go after it but definitely do your research beforehand it has opened a lot of doors for me but it was it was a tough three years a lot of tests a lot of studying no not a lot of social life but it was good and I'm proud of myself for doing it because it was a goal of mine like I said since I was little so, yeah, I graduated, and I, I mainly have... I went to the law school knowing that I didn't want to become the prof- the traditional attorney mm-hmm. because I just wanted to go for the education, and having that, I knew it would open doors for me. And I actually decided that I wanted to be in sports law when I was at Creighton. I joined the Sports Entertainment Law Society, and then continue taking those classes that would allow me to earn my sports law certificate at graduation. So, yeah, I found out I wanted to go into sports law at Creighton, and then, you know, now I'm here, and I'm pursuing those dreams, still working, and it's still a grind, but it's definitely more on the path of what I love and enjoy doing sports law, so.
0: That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um going a little bit deeper into that path, into that sports law. You know, how do you feel as if the JD is helping you Uh, when it comes to pursuing your own goals and dreams. Um, I know we spoke a little bit before, and one overarching dream that you had was to own your own sports agency one day. So just going a little bit deeper into that, and I know we spoke about that in June, actually, when we were in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So just going a little bit deeper into that, just when did you know that you actually had that goal, that dream, Um, and what excites you about that, honestly?
1: yeah so that's a actually a goal that I (laughs) I created when I was in law school it I think you know I talked about it with my dad which I think is also super important is to just talk about your goals with other people to make it speak it into existence you know and really talking it out makes you really consider it and discover what you actually want to do because if you talk about it out loud I think it really become makes it real and so you're you're like oh no that's actually not what I want to do or yeah that seems like something I could see myself doing.
0: Keep on speaking into existence so going into the next question uh what excites you the most about what you do with the NCAA?
1: Yeah, so I actually work in a student-athlete reinstatement team, and so that's like a team of seven employees with the NCAA, and what we do is reinstate student-athletes' eligibility. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when a student-athlete, and we work across all three divisions, Division 1, 2, and 3, and so when a student-athlete loses their eligibility, that means they broke one of the NCAA's bylaws, or their clock ran out, which means so like student athletes have five years to compete in four seasons of competition. And if they have competed for those five years, but want an extension to compete in a sixth year or a seventh year now because of COVID, usually we see seventh years. We reinstate their eligibility or extend their clock so that they can compete another year. And what's really interesting about that is we get cases. I actually get my own caseloads where the institutions submit the case to us stating why the student-athlete should be reinstated or get more time on their clock. And it's super interesting because you get to kind of see into the life of these student-athletes, and it really... Is so cool because I actually never got to do that when I was at Creighton at the Athletic Compliance Department. Which you would think, oh, you're on campus, you must be talking to these student athletes a lot. But people look at the Compliance Department and think, well, if you're talking to them, you must be in trouble, which is definitely not the case, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: remember when we first talked, and I and you told me what um, position you are going to be in for the NCAA and I remember you were telling me you working in Compliance at Creighton, and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh you're like the you're like the breaker of bad news
1: no (laughs) no we are like on your side we're like your own personal attorneys is how i would describe it so we're definitely pushing for you and that's like the same way how it is right now with the student athlete reinstatement team like we're gonna do everything in our power for the student athlete to get the most out of their experience especially if some of that has been taken away due to an injury or some bad actor. So I think that's probably the most rewarding thing is being able to take a look into these student athletes' lives and careers and be able to provide to them an extra season of competition or reinstate their eligibility because I'm I'm helping them continue doing what they love. And it's really rewarding to be able to provide that back to them, so. That is the most rewarding thing <laughs> in my career right now.
0: Ah, uh, that's awesome. Basically, what I got was that you're basically giving every student athlete that you work with, every institution that you work with, um, an opportunity for the student athlete to continue to do something that they love to do on a daily basis, um, even mm-hmm. if their eligibility clock might have ran up or times, honestly. Yeah. So that's that's awesome, honestly. Do you want to go back? do I want to go back? <laughs> I would love, I, I actually,
1: your eligibility. actually,
0: my one year, my last year was actually taken away from COVID, but I didn't use it when I went to Syracuse, so I might have a, another year of eligibility, so I'll let you, I'll keep you posted yeah. on that, um, <laughs> um, but no, that's awesome, honestly, and the more you work in the NCAA, you, the more you see that, like, it's not what everybody really thinks from an outside perspective. Um, yeah. the, the amount of efforts and resources and um, dedication that a lot of people that you work with or a lot of people that you might see on a daily basis um, put into really making a, a great experience. I don't even want to use experience, but a great um, education or academic um, school year for these student-athletes is really awesome. Um, and I really wish that a lot more people can honestly see what is being done behind the scenes to really give every student athlete the best four years, five years, six years, seven years, however many years they're attending a university and being able to really show, hey, they're really on our side. They really want the best for us. And that's why I think this PGRP series is really important, at least to me, is because we're all young. We're all here for a year. But now we're able to see the impact that we're making on each student athlete. Um, Even though we might not see the expressions and uh, we might not be able to engage with the student-athletes, but we're able to see, hey, uh, when you see something great on the news about an institution, you know that you helped um, in a way if it's not by bylaws or anything of that nature. You just know that you really made a difference in some way. Um,
1: And it's not always glamorous, you know. Like, sometimes (laughs) we're not always able to reinstate the eligibility for some reason or not. Like, we still have parameters. And so sometimes it doesn't always go over, but we have to be fair, like that's the, what it comes down to is we wanna be fair across the board and treat everyone equally. So, yeah, it's really cool and I, I agree. I think coming into the NCAA, I saw everything from behind the curtain and you're like, wow, it's, it's not what you see on social media or the news. It, it really humanizes the NCAA and you get to see the values and the goals that we actually have and it's awesome I think just we want the best for all the student athletes no matter what
0: that's awesome that's awesome so just going a little bit deeper well honestly I feel as if you answered a lot of my questions for me I would like to ask you just one last question uh, I ask this to everybody and I really everybody gives me a different answer so I really want to know your answer what is your definition of success Did I not get
1: the Jeopardy song for that
0: one? I can give you the Jeopardy song for that one. Um.
1: No, it's okay. I can answer it. So my definition of success. My definition, that's such a big question. My definition of success would be just doing your best. I think that's all you can ever do is just knowing that you did your best and pushed and did all you could do in order to be successful I think that is the definition of success. I think that's really what helped me get through setting for the bar exam was just knowing that I put all I got into every single day working hard and doing everything I could to be successful because at the end of the day if I didn't pass, at least I knew I did everything that I could you know and if I looked back and I was like, well this day I actually, or this week I did I took this entire week off like I could have done better. Mm-hmm. So looking like having that regret is really the hardest thing. So I think not having that regret and being like by doing everything you can, putting your heart your heart into everything you do and working your hardest I think is the definition of success for sure. Well,
0: that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love I love hearing everybody's responses cuz there's always something different. Um, and I that's one thing when it comes to words or, like, definition of that nature. Um, you really get to see your perspective of how that person gets to think. Um, so I love questions like that. I just want to ask you, do you have any any advice for those that might be um, studying for their JD um, that might really want to take a step into the sports industry? Do you have any advice on them, for them? Because I know my demographic is really college um, students as well as high school students that might be going into college. Um, so do you just have any advice for them?
1: Yeah. I think probably the the some of the best advice that I recently got, actually it was from a very knowledgeable, awesome mentor of mine that I met at the NCAA. He said, know your why. And whenever you're at that point where you're thinking, you know, this is so hard, you're having the worst day, you know, it's really not going your way at all, you got to come back to your why. And so having that concrete in your mind and knowing that this is why you're doing all of this, it makes those hard days less hard. And, you know, you really are able to push through and come back to your values and core beliefs. And that why gets you through that day and gets you, you know, on the best path that you can take. So I think just knowing why you're doing all of this, having that reason is really important, but that's that's what I recently <laughs> learned from a mentor, and it's been really helpful, and I'm still developing that why. I, I've always thought that I've known that, but I think we're always evolving and changing, and so your why may sometimes change, but it's very important to continue to have one and knowing what you're doing is important to you so
0: (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing hey guys you know I always tell you guys always know your why always push through the bad days because the why is always going to overpower and she basically just said the same thing I always tell you guys so that means it must be true (laughs) no but Carly I just wanted to say thank you for joining Thank you so much. It's been awesome, really, just sitting down, getting to know a little bit more about yourself, um, allowing others to get to know about you and the things that you're um, hoping to achieve in the near future. I would like to say if anybody's listening to my podcast for the first time, please leave a like, please subscribe, please leave a comment. I always check my comments, I always um, look to see what. Everybody loves or doesn't love about my podcast. And please, please, please follow my Instagram podcast. It is kicking it underscore with underscore toe. I will follow back. I am not Hollywood when it comes to Instagram, possibly my personal account. That's why I don't share that one, but um, definitely my podcast account. I love to just connect with everybody. And if you ever want to just talk to me, please shoot me a DM. And I would definitely love to talk to you anytime. If you have anything to talk about, I love it. But as I always say, be great. Why? Because I know you're great. And the only person that can tell you that you're great is you. So I want you to believe that you're great. As I always say, to about. Yeah you're kicking it with toe, huh? Yeah you're kicking it with toe. What? Yeah you're kicking it with toe. The latest podcast you know.